0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations. And this is the New Year's Eve edition sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm slash start. Yes, let's get this party started. It is the Wove Inspiration New Year's Eve edition. I did this last year and I said, Well, you know what? I need to do it again. It's been a lot of different things that have been going on in 2019, and towards the end, it got kind of rocky, and I'll talk about that later on. But I will be bringing up some awesome awesome women that i was so blessed and fortunate to be able to interview in 2019 on a major project that i will also be participating in in 2020 so you guys sit back relax check out this new year's eve review of wove inspiration and you are listening to althea richardson i am your host Alright, so once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the New Year's Eve edition, and again, I am your host, Althea Richardson. Now tonight, I am featuring four powerful women that I was so blessed and fortunate to be able to not only interview, but meet in person this year, because they are a part of a huge project, book project, that is not just a book but it is a movement and it is called i am a black woman the principal author is dr carolyn steffens and she is an awesome woman of god that i was again so blessed and fortunate to be able to not only meet in person but also interview here on woe of inspiration her passion and her desire to meet and reach as many hurting women as possible to help restore them is, is, is awesome. And so I want you guys to sit back and relax and listen to this interview that I had with the principal author of I Am a Black Woman, Dr. Carolyn Steffens on Wove Inspiration.
1: In the Black community, and I bet that every listener that's listening, if I say this, Everybody can finish it if you're a black person. You've heard your mom say it. You've heard your grandmother say it. What goes on in this house stays in this house. Yes, well, see, you see, uh, all all of us grew up with that ideology out there, right. and yes. and that's a and I I understand what what our moms and grandmothers meant by it because they they didn't want us to talk about certain things because at that time they were thinking about survival and if you talk too much as a black person you could get killed. But right. the, mm-hmm. but what happened is that particular type of ideology it damaged us as a people because. We learn how to keep things buried. We learn how to be silent about the things that we should talk about, and so we just didn't talk about. That's why there were there was so many cases of incest. In our mm-hmm. families, we had Uncle Joe, That we all knew Uncle Joe was raping the yes. women in the family, but she just didn't talk about it. We knew that our grandmothers and mothers were being abused, that their husbands were beating them on Friday night when they mm-hmm. come in stumbling drunk and they get beaten, we see the black guys, but she just didn't talk about it. And then we grew up with those things. And then as women that are baby boomers like myself, then we picked up those same habits and thought it was okay to be in those kinds of relationships and so the church has that same ideology well Mm. you just pray and you don't talk about it and they don't realize that not talking about it is so damaging to the community at large and that's why this book is so important because You know, these women are talking about it. I mean, and you should talk, you should talk about it. You should voice about it. You should tell about the effects of it, your pain, your trauma, and what happens. And we're doing it for the next generation so that they won't be ignorant to these things. So, yes, that is so important to bring these women on the stories that you ladies will read in this book. Uh, These are some of the most courageous women that I've ever known in my life because these women talk about divorce, uh, the ups and downs of single parenting. They talk about what it's like when your husband walks off and leaves you and you're having to raise, uh, uh, challenge children by yourself, Uh, women talking about what it's like to to be financially bankrupt and having to come up from poverty. Um, we have women who talk about being sex trafficked. We have one sister whose story she talks about what life was like for her when she was 15 years old, and she went into a life of stripping just to take care of herself because her mom was a drug addict, her father was a pimp. I mean, we've got stories of domestic violence, stories of molestation. I mean, these stories are so raw and they're so real. And these women wrote these stories from their pain, but they were willing to take that chance to share their pain in order to give other women the courage to be able to own your story and to be able to have the freedom to talk about it. And I say these women are courageous, out there because they, they have endured a lot of criticism from family members who didn't want them to talk about it. But on the flip side of it, because many of these women have adult children who did not know their moms endured that. And so it brought a level of healing for their children. Um, uh, I've, I've I've heard about some of the women whose families have grown closer because they're now telling their story. I've seen these women grow um, because they've now got it out. Things that all the hurt and pain that they packed up for years and did not feel safe to talk about it. And so I think what I'd like, to, you know, what we want to happen as a result of reading this book, first and foremost, I want to say that this is more than a book. It's about the celebration of life. It's It's about the celebration of freedom. It's about embracing yourself as a black woman and not being ashamed to be called a black woman and embracing the beauty and the significance and the uniqueness of our culture. It doesn't mean that we don't embrace and love other cultures. We do, but we love ourselves just as much. And I believe that people have to love themselves first before they can love other people. We are strong. We are remarkable. We are beautiful. You can rise up from wherever you are and i'm going to be there Althea is going to be there and there's a whole host of other sisters that will be there to support you and cheer you on so we can all rise up together
0: all right so my next interview was with pastor patricia johnson she is out of st louis missouri and I was also able to meet her as well here in Houston. And it was a it was an awesome day. It was an awesome time that I was able to spend not only with uh Pastor Patricia but also with Dr. Steffens and Pastor Patricia, wow, she she's gonna be real and raw with you. She is a strong woman of God and she knows who she is and who she serves. But she's also going to keep it real and that's what i love about her personality and so she is also a part of the next level which is i am a black woman the next level and i am so looking forward to connecting with her again but i at this point you guys i need you to put your seat belts on for this interview because it was it was interesting and again i just love her personality so Check out this interview with Pastor Patricia Johnson.
2: I believe that as Jesus said, he said, I am I am a mother. I'm I'm a father to the orphans. I'm a I'm a brother. I'm a sister. He said I'm everything. I'm all things to all men, but i only went some to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I had to live that thing as I was broken, as I was hurt, as I was in 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 my worst state. I still had to be what God called me to be. Yeah, yeah. And so now when you say tell me a little bit about I believe that um there is no little bit. Every little bit counts. Every every broken heart and that I've every hardship, every situation, all of it It's who I am, it all made me stronger, it all makes me every woman. So I'm the woman that know how to hang up a picture. I'm the woman that know how to live without a a ring on my finger. I'm the woman that knows how to, you know, have the broken heart when your children not act the right. I'm the woman that knows how to go to work and be, you know, um, the secretary, be the, the counselor, be the whatever you tell me to be. But I do know one thing, the number one, hat that I wear is servant. Hey, yes, ma'am. So that is who I am. I am a servant of the Most High. I am a person that has been through the streets, smelt the streets, walked the streets, been up the alley, down the alley, but God. Should have been dead, could have been dead, would have been dead, but God. The person that was, you know, stepped over, stepped on, stepped on, jumped on, but guess what? But God, so December 16th, this year, I will, if God says the same, and I know he will, because he ain't yeah. bringing me this far to leave me. Right. So I will have 39 years free from drugs up the streets heroin, cocaine, um, methadone, um, you name it, I've had it, cigarettes, uh, uh, cocaine, smoking it, sniffing it, snorting it, everything but shooting it, I've done it, I've had acid, angel dust, um, anything that was out. You know, I never liked swallowing pills, you know, so pills and drinks and and needles was about the only thing that I could honestly say, but I was way above all that in the streets of Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. So I'm still evolving. I'm still evolving, um, Miss, Miss Althea, and I'm growing and I'm in the capacity that I'm making room to grow. I'm making room to know who I am. Because I don't never want to put a period where God has put a comma. One day I was strolling through, um, which I usually don't stroll, so I know it was God. I was going through some some little rough times. And as a pastor here in St. Louis, Missouri, I just have to put it out there. I have never been afraid to say it. I am not very well taken. Mm -hmm. I am very unpolished when it comes to being the typical pastor. I don't wear the hats. I don't wear the long dresses. I don't wear a whole lot of things. I don't do what they all do because God called me out from amongst that. So um, when I say I look very much like what I'm supposed to represent, which is the streets for where I came from, so that I may be able to be able to um, connect
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: I realized that these children need somebody to connect to. These youngest, these broken, these hurting, even the adults need somebody to connect to. So one day I was actually strolling through and I was just, I was just um, uh, deleting a lot of people that meant me no good. I was like, why do I keep connecting to people that, you know, don't mean me any good? And I just, won't connect to other people that I don't know. How will I get to know other people if I don't allow these other people to get to know me? You have to first present yourself friendly before you make friends. Yes. So even though it's a Facebook thing, you know, I decided to let a few people in on my page. And as I began to start looking through some things, you know, just the name doctor intimidated me. I was like, "Oh, she's a doctor, you know. But <laughs> I realized she was from Brooklyn, New York. Yes. And I was like, oh, let me talk to the doctor. Maybe I can lay on her couch, you know, and let all this mess out of me. And push it. But one thing about me, I am still a black woman. So wherever you look and you see a black woman, there I am. Amen.
0: (laughs) Girl, you is on. It's on for real. I can't wait to meet you. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Wherever you see a black woman,
2: I am she and she is me. Mm -hmm. So I am all over the globe. Just connect with another black woman and you are in connection with me. If she has the right spirit, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm there. Me and her are one because it's, it's, I'm I'm 54 years old this year. It ain't about playing no games for me. I was talking to my daughter about that this morning. Game time is over. It's time to grow up
1: mm-hmm. and it's
2: time to get this thing right. I said, you always talked about Mind, You almost half of a hundred. I said, guess what? I'm over that. And if you go by what man say, how long we going to live, it ain't much longer left. So my job and my my thing is to teach you how to live without me.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to teach you how to be a black woman in the United States of America and how to stand for everything and don't fall for nothing. Because when I leave here, I need for you to know how to be the black woman. Not that I was, but greater work shall you do in Jesus name.
0: So for my next featured guest, her name is Miss Lorraine McGee. She is also a part of the... I am a black woman, the next level project and this woman of God, she is a hard worker in the community. She does a whole lot with working with the homeless as well as, um, addressing mental health and domestic violence. I mean, she is a woman on the move. And so I really enjoyed interviewing her. And um, I'm also looking forward to um, meeting her. I wasn't able to meet her this year, but I will definitely be meeting her next year for 2020. Uh, as I mentioned, I am a part of that. I am a black woman next level project as well. So I want you guys to check out this interview with Miss Lorraine McGee on World Inspiration.
3: When I first moved to Georgia, I moved to Georgia because Georgia has, is the only state where you can join the police force after 34. Mm, Okay. Um, So I have a degree, I have a um, bachelor's degree in forensic science, master's degree in criminal justice. So I moved out here just for the to use my degree. Well, when I got out here, I also realized that I couldn't do it because I had had 13 surgeries. So it was impossible for me to actually go through the training and they denied me. I was like, oh my, you know, that's all over. But I have been working with other people regarding sex trafficking because besides Mexico and California, Georgia Georgia State has the leading um, numbers and sex trafficking or human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So it was very That's important good. that we educate the young ladies, on, yeah. especially because those are the ones who's missing the most, on the dangers of meeting people on social media and then meeting them in person and not knowing who they are.
4: Mm-hmm. Because
3: a lot of people is not aware that this is where they're targeting these young ladies. They Mm -hmm. target first on social media, then they will start targeting them at malls, at um, any place where young um, adults hang out at. So it could be the Mm -hmm. bowling alley, the skating rink, the movie theaters, any place where there's a group of young people, you will find several of predators. These predators are usually very handsome. They have a lot of car. They have cars. They have money. Everything that these young kids are looking up to nowadays because of what they see on TV, what they're hearing on the radio or something like that. So they want exactly what these um, famous people are talking about. So when they see somebody approaching them like that, they think, oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm good, I'm good, but they don't realize the danger that these people are lurking and looking for them only to sell them to the highest bidder. So, health awareness in the Black community is still at the lowest point. Mm-hmm. It's something that for years, generations after generations after generations, it was you don't talk about the crazy person in the family. Uh-huh. you just don't do it um you don't talk about the person that's hearing the voices you don't talk about the person that's flipping out every five minutes you just don't talk about it you sweep it underneath the rug. well we need to let people um help people become aware of mental illness because mental illness is the root of everything that i've just discussed yes okay it's the root of our poverty is the root of domestic violence is the root of um the youth being high risk is the it, it's just everything that i've literally discussed this is what mental health is connected to so mm-hmm. I have to get to the root of the problem in order to fix everything else and to help everybody. Start to change everything else. Of course, we're not going to be able to fix it overnight, but if we could fix it one family at a time, we're doing. Be bold and be heard. If you have a story, if you went through something in your life and you came out victorious, please share it with the next sister or brother because you never know who life you will change. Be bold and be heard. Yes. Okay. The second thing is, when I'm a Black woman, we are queens united. All of us need to stand together. They always say that one queen can make a move, but many can make a movement. So let's unite together. I rise, you rise, we rise together.
0: So for my final interview, I had to save the best for last because she... This woman is the one that has put everything together, put the projects together, and that she is the publisher of I Am a Black Woman, I Am A Black Woman, The Next Level, and she is the publisher for the up and coming book, I Am A Black Man, which will also be coming out 2020. Her name is Darchelle McAlpine. She is out of Houston, and the name of her publishing company is Boss Lady Press. So check out this interview that I so enjoyed uh doing and i was also to meet her uh, i was able to meet her as well this year and i am looking forward to working with her also so check out this interview with miss Darshell mcalpine ceo of boss lady press so how did you actually get started with um boss lady press what what made you decide to even go into that arena well uh last year uh, my friend i was telling you about he was
4: doing his exhibit and he had already had a publisher working on the prop uh publishing the book and that publisher decided to back out about two to three weeks before the book was due to publish okay Uh, and so you know it, it was we were all caught off guard because yeah i can write i'm a good writer i can work with you and help you edit i can bring in editors Um, I can collaborate, but I'm not a publisher. And um, he was panicked. And so were we, We we're getting ready to have this huge exhibit. We've promised people books. We've got orders for books, but we have no book. Mm. And so being the person that I am, I sat down and I figured out how to publish books. So so (laughs) that he could have his book published in time for the exhibit. And we did exactly that. Three weeks. Three weeks. Wow. People don't wow. ever do that to me again. We have to, but um, three weeks and we published it. And at that time, I hadn't really picked a name. We were just, it was just something I was going to do um, for him. But realizing that my book was on the horizon and I was going to use the same publisher, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I don't ever want to get to the place where I have to depend on somebody to publish my book.
0: Yes. And uh, my
4: old team used to call me Boss Lady, just something that stuck. And from that, it was Boss Lady Press. Just- mm-hmm.
0: How did you actually get in contact or connect with Dr. Stephens on this project? Well, actually what happened is
4: um, the gentleman who uh, published, who wrote The Skin I'm In, um, which is really a, fo- a, a photographic book, he is a photographer, celebrity uh, photographer and talk show host, here in Houston. Okay. And probably one of my best friends. And he was having a show about authors and different authors and was talking about the book. Someone in the audience um, began, was what was, I guess, Facebook living the interview. Mm-hmm. Dr. Carolyn saw that person's feed and contacted me through Messenger because of it. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a lot of connecting. That's a but, lot of connecting. I mean, you when you talk about something that was kismet that had to be done, I mean, yes. there's a lot of things that had to connect for us to get to this point. And really, when we first started talking, the first book we talked about was entirely different from what we actually ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that if, if, if God had let her know up front the entire process, she probably would have ran like her hair was on fire. But... <laughs> But the the beauty of growth is that God gives us a little bit at a time as we can can take it. I don't think that we can fully comprehend what's happening with this book. Um, All of the authors I know and the people who've written books not under Boss Lady Press, all the people that I know that write have this this parting of the self Uh poured onto pages. Um, And that's very difficult. Even when I finished writing my book, I was terrified. I'd already planned a launch. I'd already pubbed it. I'd already gone through this process. I couldn't back out, but I had this overwhelming feeling of terror that people are going to see me on a page. Multiply that times 13 Mm -hmm. and bring all of that into the room. And when you see these stories, some of these women have gotten all the way through it and they're on the other side of it. Some of them are still dealing with the aftermath. And and I would I would be willing to to, to say that all of the authors are still dealing with the aftermath of what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And being able to put that on. So you, you've got that uncovering of the self 13 times over. Mm-hmm. And it's so transparent and it's so raw. I mean, it is unfiltered that I think it is a it is a hit you between the eyes. This is what we do every day as Black women. Yeah. You will see yourself in the stripper and you will see yourself in the businesswoman. You will see yourself. You will see those struggles. But as the, one of the editors that I use who lives in Canada actually said, every woman, not just Black women, should read this book. She said, I have edited hundreds of books, hundreds. I have never had to put a book down and regroup and come back to it. You got you to gotta take it in doses because the reality of what we do every day is so sometimes traumatizing. But we, we champion it every day and we rise to the occasion every day. And that's the beauty of the stories. Every one of these women has found different and unique ways to rise to the occasion and to share that with the reader.
0: All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews of uh, my top featured guest on Wove Inspiration for 2019. All four of them involved in the next project, which is I Am a Black Woman, The Next Level. You guys are in for a major treat next year. When that book comes out, yes it is on a different level for real for real and i am fortunate and blessed to be able to be a part of that project as well as i will be sharing my story also um 2019 if i had to sum up 2019 there were a lot of highs but there were also or there was also one low in my life um, unfortunately towards the end of this year i was met with a challenge in that i lost the love of my life my husband uh ben david richardson the second um it has been interesting in that since i actually came on to the project of i am a black woman next level Prior to losing my husband, I really wasn't interested in writing at all, but because of Dr. Carolyn Steffens, uh, she, she talked me into sharing my story, and um, the end part of my story will include my relationship with my husband, and also how how I've been dealing with the loss of my husband and this actually took place while I was writing my story so it's going to be an interesting ending um it is still a victory for not only my family but also for my husband because hey he's better off than I am right now up in heaven I will miss him we all will miss him And, um, I'm dedicating this segment to my husband, Dr. Ben David Richardson, the second, um, he pushed me to continue doing podcasting, even on days that I didn't feel like doing podcasting. He pushed me, he motivated me, he supported me. And so I am grateful and thankful to have had him in my life and for him to have made a major difference in a lot of other people's lives. So I dedicate this segment to my husband, Dr. Ben David Richardson. You will truly be missed, and I love you, honey. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration. You guys have an awesome day. Cherish each and every day with your loved ones. And let's get ready to go into 2020 with all eyes wide open and your vision clear. God bless.